everybody, it's Anne. And I'm Rebecca. And we're the Avery's. And we're the Avery's. How'd we do on that one? Were we in sync? <laughs> yes. Yes, we were. Perfectly. <laughs> Even if we weren't, you're going to say yes, right? I am. Okay. I am. <laughs> well, welcome, <laughs> welcome to our podcast, the Avery's Podcast. It is Sunday, November the 15th. Almost our podcast. It is. It is almost Thanksgiving. And our podcast is about life in general. We don't really have a specific theme. We just talk about stuff that's interesting to us. And yes, it is almost Thanksgiving. And we hope it's interesting to you. Well, it's at least interesting to us. So it's got to be interesting to at least one more person on the planet. I would think so. I would think so. And if it's interesting to one more person on the planet, then it's a successful show. Our bar is not that high. And (laughs) we're all... We're always moderately prepared. That's our theme. That is true. How are you this week, Rebecca? I'm excellent. How are you? Excellent as well. Good. Yes. Are you ready to dive into the show? We've got some good stuff today. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Hey, before we start, I want to share that November is Aircraft Carrier Month. Go Navy. Go Navy. That's right. So, Go look it up online. You can learn about the history of United States Navy aircraft carriers. It's actually pretty interesting, and it's just something cool to celebrate. So I want to kick it off with that. Let's talk about our COVID moment of the week. Okay. You have one this week? Well, I did. I went out and had lunch with a friend during COVID, and here all the restaurants are closed except for outdoor dining, but luckily Mm -hmm. it's beautiful weather here, and so... We were able to go out and have an outdoor lunch at a local place, and it was really fun. So that was great. It is nice to do something normal, isn't it? It is. Yeah, or feel like you're doing something normal. Yep. How about you? Well, my COVID moment of the week is less a moment and more a public service announcement because we're, I think we're really officially are in the thick of cold and flu season, are we not? That's true, which reminds me, we need to get our shots. We need to get our flu shots. Yes, and I we know. Need, I was, We should do it this weekend. We need For those of you who don't have your flu shot yet, it's getting late into the season. So we really need to get it if you're concerned about getting the flu. I get a flu shot every year and I never get the flu. I know some people say it gives them the flu. I've talked to the doctor and pharmacist. They say that that can't happen. I know people disagree with that. But, but anyway, if you're inclined, this is a reminder to get your flu shot. And I have to get my second shingles shot as well. Remember yeah, that's a two about shingles. Yes, yeah, that, that requires yes. two shots. So, so prevention is important. Yep, and that's really the theme of my PSA. Is you know we're we're in the thick of it now. So remember to socially distance, wear a mask, wash your hands. We don't want to have shutdowns. We frankly can't afford to have shutdowns because no. that gives rise to a whole slew of other social, economic, emotional, mental health, and other issues. We don't want to see that any more than we already have seen it because of shutdowns and COVID. So that's my COVID moment of the week. Let's just be careful. Enjoy the holidays, but but let's be careful. Right. All right. Moving on from that, we've done our civic duty this week. We have. Two weeks ago, we voted. Today, we are doing a COVID public service announcement. So we'll move on from all that good stuff. Okay. Sounds good. Now, let's talk about the Great British Baking Show.
love talking about that show. It's a fun show. So it for is. Those, those who haven't seen it yet, it's on Netflix and it's we're on to season eight now. And mm-hmm. catch up and watch it. It's it's if you're looking for some some light entertainment that you don't have to pay close attention to. It's just fun. It's easy and it's fun. True enough. And we want to hear from you. If you are watching it, email us at the Avery's podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook page, the Avery's podcast Facebook page and write a comment. You know, what did you think about this week? Yep. Right. Yeah, so exactly. This week was dessert week, which is one of my favorite weeks in I, each series. I love dessert. Oh, me too. <laughs> I, I know you love goopy desserts. Yep. So this week it was a cheesecake, a steamed pudding, uh-huh. and a gelatin. Yes. In that order. Yeah. I thought the hosts were really funny this week, too, about the, the mini cheesecakes. Why even bother? Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. When they were telling them that they had to make mini cheesecakes, they were like, well, that's disappointing. And then why even bother? It was, they are two yeah, funny guys. I, I really like them. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Matt and Noel, right? Right. Yeah, those are their names? Yep. So this week, you may recall, we, we picked two bakers at the beginning of the season to go all the way to the finals. Right. Rebecca picked Peter. Yep. And I picked Ermine. Yeah. I was saying Hermine, but I guess it's Ermine. Ermine, yep. Ermine, Ermine. And this week was challenging. Dessert week was challenging. Oh, my boy Peter, I thought he was going to go home. I was scared. I was a mm-hmm. scared. We were scared. I was. A he slid himself in the the uh, showstopper, which was the de- gelatin challenge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a, he had a rough week, and and it wasn't a great week really for a lot of them, especially the technical part, which was a what 200, 300 year old pudding that nobody had ever heard of. So <laughs> three or four hundred years old. <laughs> yeah, you can't blame them for not knowing how to make you know a. 400 year old steamed pudding with suet crust gross um so so that didn't go over well but anyway so tell them who won and who who went home okay so this is our spoiler alert so if, if you don't want to know leave the room for a couple of minutes and then come back not gonna take so, leave the room for oh, 20 seconds okay i was gonna say 30 seconds but all right 20 seconds. The star baker this week for the second week in a row was Ermine. Yep, your pick. My pick. And sadly, we had to say goodbye to Mark. He went home. Mark's a nice guy. It was a bummer to see him go. At this point, they're all nice people. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a bummer when anybody gets sent home, but that's the game. So, But it was a good show. It was entertaining. Yeah, dessert week got the best of Mark. Nothing really turned out well for him. Yeah. And dessert week let Ermine shine. So, hey, speak, speaking of Netflix, yes. I, found, I found another show that okay. I want to tell you about. about it. Well, first, I have to tell you where I'm watching Netflix now. Okay. So, I told you last week about the Oculus Quest 2 that I bought. It's a virtual reality headset. Well, you can watch Netflix through the headset. But the cool thing is, is you put the headset on and you select Netflix and all of a sudden you're sitting in a Swiss ski chalet. It is so cool. You look to the left and you've got a wall of windows looking out at the Swiss Alps. It's just gorgeous. You're sitting on this red, this orange couch, which is actually the same couch I have here. So that was kind of fun. Got a coffee table in front of you. You're in the this, this ski lodge and then you've got this TV projection screen in front of you to watch the show. And, and if you want to, you can hit 
theater mode and it will everything will go black except for the screen but if you if you're just watching it in the swiss chalet when you turn the the show on the room gets dark so it's pretty cool and then like if you pause it the room light lights back up again and anyway it is i'm just loving the virtual reality thing it's so cool but i i found a show called the liberator Too stupid for this army. Maybe you're told you got a problem with authority. Or maybe you're told you come from a race that's got no business wearing the uniform. Whatever you've been told doesn't mean shit to me. Prove that everything that every asshole ever said about you was wrong. three series miniseries and it's about world war ii soldiers it's the life of one soldier and his compatriots that spent 500 days in combat and they've kind of got this they stylized it to where it looks like it's animated at times and then it's real and then it's kind of animated so it's kind of this funky thing but it's really cool if you like just for a change of pace if you like World War II movies, I think it's three hours total. Really fun. So I recommend that you watch it. Cool. And what is it called? The Liberator? The Liberator. Okay. On Netflix. Very nice. I don't have any real TV updates. All right. Hey, are we ready for news from around the world? Of course we are. News from around the world. Let's hear it. I've got a couple. Well, do you have anything this week on news from around the world? Well, I already told you what was going on in the Swiss chalet. So other than that, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll venture out of the world of virtual reality into the other world of what often feels like virtual reality and share a couple of stories with you. In New Jersey, an off-duty lifeguard is being hailed as a hero after he removed his prosthetic leg to jump into the bay and rescue the driver of an SUV that plunged into the water. I had hoped you are going to say he took off his prosthetic leg and beat a shark with it. That's what <laughs> I wanted. <laughs> there is no shark in this story. No so shark. Kind of, so it's kind of disappointing, really, then, isn't it? 
I think it is for you. Yes. <laughs> for the rest of humanity, we're thinking, hey, that's really cool. Fast thinking. What a great guy. And he, he helped a 68-year-old driver back to the shore. Did he at least break the window of the car with his prosthetic leg to get her out? No, I believe the car window was open, which really was the alert that somebody was in peril. And they were calling out from the car. They were calling out help, help. And so he he took off his leg, his prosthetic leg, and went into the bay and, and rescued this individual. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it is. Anthony Capuano. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but Anthony, great job, buddy. Yep. Nice work. Yep. Awesome. It shows that, that there are very few barriers in life that cannot be overcome. And you know what, Anthony? Yep. Maybe next time there'll be a shark. Well, with any luck at all. I know. Because if had there been a shark, he might have gotten a like a Netflix series out of this. Oh, totally. Yeah. But just rescuing somebody, well, that, anybody can do that, right? right? <laughs> What is? Yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure why we brought it up. (laughs) Rescuing people. That's just so everyday, isn't it? I know. That's just like dog bites man. Who cares? I know. It's just like, oh, paper towels. Big deal. Yeah. Big deal. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm kind of embarrassed now that I brought up that feel good story. I know. No sharks involved. No sharks. All right. The Guinness World Book of Records is back. Does this one involve a shark? No, it does not, but it does involve ice. Okay. All right, let's hear it. There's a woman in British Columbia, Canada, who is now a Guinness World Record holder after being confirmed as the world's oldest living curling player at age 102 years, 37 days. Lowell home of British Columbia. First started curling, which is a stone sliding game, for those of you who don't know, which is played on ice. It's actually, we've watched it, you know, during the Winter Olympics. We kind of love it. And she started in the sport when she was 24 years old. She went away from it, probably because she got married, started a family, and did all those things. Then when she was 80, just a young at 80, she took it it up again. Well, good for her. And now... Ms. Holmes is the lead. She plays the lead and curl position. I don't know the sport well enough to know exactly what that means, but it sounds like an important position on the curling team with the Vancouver Curling Club in the Ladies Senior League. Wow. So that is absolutely awesome. There's a picture of her. I'll tell you what, she's obviously, she's not 25 anymore, but she doesn't look 102 to me. Wow. Well, let's go ahead and post that on our page. Absolutely. She looks fit and happy and good for her. We should all do something like that at 102. I know. Well, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, that is awesome. Awesome. So those are my new segments from news from around the world. Well, those are pretty good. good, right? Yep. Yes. Even though there was no shark involved with the first one. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a letdown. (laughs) Could have been more dramatic. Could have been more exciting. Yep. And, you know, Curling may be somewhat of a snooze for some folks, but it's actually kind of fun to watch. It is fun to watch. It is. Yeah. And speaking of curling and related type sports, I didn't even know if these are related, so I, I could be misspeaking. But again, we're always moderately prepared. Our local bowling alley is going away. That is so sad. 
That is such a bummer. In fact, last week they posted on Facebook that they were closing. And then Mm -hmm. a few days later, they're tearing the lanes out. I mean, I guess they sold it to somebody who doesn't want it to be a bowling alley. And they're, yeah, they're tearing it apart, which I think is heartbreaking because bowling is one of those things that it's like a drive-in theater. You know, they're, Mm -hmm. they're rare anymore. And once you lose that bowling alley, you're not going to get another one. It's gone, you know, and it's just one less thing to do. It's just unfortunate. A lot of people are going to lose their hobbies. We'd like to go there. We, we bowled in there a couple of times. We weren't on the league or anything. Uh, We've visited their their bar one or two <laughs> yeah. or well, a couple times yeah <laughs> we've had yes. breakfast there i mean it was I, i'm really sorry i'm really sorry that that has closed and can blame the the shutdown for that i think so i think yeah. so are they going to do you know if they're are they going to tear the whole building down i think they're just making it into something else and there's a salvage company who's going in there and taking everything out and then the the stuff is going to be for sale, like, you know, the, the bowling alley floor, because that's really expensive wood. The, oh, big, yeah. the big pin sign is going to be for sale and mm-hmm. um, just memorabilia. It's such a bummer. I mean, I'm really, I am bummed that that has happened. That's just, it's such a loss to that community. It really is. And like Rebecca said, it, once something like that goes, it's very difficult to get it back. And I would even say that even without COVID, I'm sure the margins on a bowling alley are pretty tight. You know, so it's hard to keep something like that going, even in a good economy. It's just really sad to see it go because I would suspect in any community across the country, you know, bowling alleys, skating rinks, things like that, municipal golf courses, they're always on the chopping block because they're expensive to have and expensive to run. So we're bummed about it, but it'll be interesting to see what replaces it the thing about a bowling alley though that i think would that would help keep it afloat is the fact that they sell booze and so yes they fill up the bowling alley with leagues and then you know they're drinking booze as they play and then the people coming to watch them are buying booze and you know it's not cheap so i would think that that would be the thing that would keep them going but when you shut down a business for six months you know, with no bullying, they can't, they can't survive. They can't make it. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why I'm so opposed to shutdowns because it just kills economies. Yeah, it does. And we can, and I know people say the science, the science, the science, well, you have to balance science out with other considerations because you don't want to, you don't want to lose your economic base Yeah, and people want to work and we can safely find ways to do things. But Yeah, it's a shame. Hopefully in your communities, you're not losing anything like this. But if you are, we would love to know about it. And send us an email at theaveryspodcast at gmail.com and tell us us what's happening in your community. We'd like to know. We'd like to share that with our listeners. Are you losing businesses? Have you lost your you know, your restaurant that you really enjoy or whatever. I was really hoping that somebody would buy it and continue to have it be a bowling alley. So when I saw just immediately after that it was being torn apart, I was just heartbroken. It's really, it's such a bummer. It's very sad. Yeah, it's, it is a bummer. And, but we'd like to hear your stories as well. Hey, you know what we haven't talked about in a while, Rebecca? What? The remodel. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we used to we used to have a DIY segment all the time, and then it changed to let's see, pay someone else PSE segment because <laughs> exactly. we hired we hired a contractor. Exactly. Yes. And 
And so we had thought that this was going to be, how long did we think this was going to take? A couple of months? Uh, yes. Yeah. Three months. Three months. Yes. And when did that start? What month was that that it started? COVID or the remodel? The remodel. Uh, well, we, we actually started in late June. We were originally slated to start in March, mid right. to late March. But then, of course, COVID hit. As yeah. we all know, then that pushed us back to late June. So essentially, July, August, September, October, we've been gone for four and a half months now. And are we done? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we are not done. Yeah. And uh, would you like me to tell you why? Yeah. Well, I think a couple of things. One, the biggest reason is COVID. Quite, quite honestly, it's difficult to find subs who can do some of the finish work that is now, which is where we are right now in the remodel. Mm -hmm. Our contractor is absolutely phenomenal. We just love Cameron and the quality of the work is, is, is just stellar. We couldn't be happier with that, but he is a small company. He's a small contracting company and it is very tough to find subs. And even the larger concerns are, are dealing with that as well. So you have to be patient, but we're right. right there. I mean, it's we're just at the ninety-six percent point. <laughs> We've got yeah. we see light at the end of the tunnel, but it, it just the tunnel just keeps getting longer and longer because we can't get the subs in to do the finish work. And Cameron's doing as much of that as he possibly can himself while managing the other jobs he's got going on. But I, I suspect a lot of people who are doing remodels are, are in the same boat. You know, yeah. You're almost there. And luckily, when we started, when we were going to start, and when COVID hit, we weren't in the middle of it, yeah. like some people. So ours, it was frustrating to delay the start, but it actually worked in our favor. Right. And now we're just, we're hoping that, I mean, what is it, November the 15th? So... With any luck at all, the end of the month will be done. That would be awesome. Although there's holidays coming up too, remember? So exactly, yes, we will see. But I'll I'll get to come home on Thanksgiving and I'll get to see what's been done, and so I'm excited to see mm-hmm. that. And everything looks fantastic, and we're so fortunate and blessed to be able to do this, and we appreciate everything about it. But it it is interesting right now trying to push it right over the finish line is. T- a lot longer than we thought. And Cameron's been absolutely fabulous. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. And that's what happens when you remodel. Yeah. And we want to hear about your remodeling stories too. Are you doing a DIY? You know, are you doing it all on your own? Are you, 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 you paying somebody for part of it? I've got a friend, my friend Shana and her husband are doing a lot of remodeling work right now at their home and they're doing it all. Yeah. And so that's a whole other set of stories. We tried that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we tried that and we realized that we don't have the skill, the time, or the strength to do that ourselves. Yeah, it's heavy work. Now, there's a lot we can do. We can paint. We can put up shiplap. Well, we we've can done, do. Yeah, we've done yeah, a ton. Do those things. I'll just say we, we did a ton of work ourselves, the stuff that we could mm-hmm. do. And there's still work that we can do ourselves, but... We yeah. were to the point where we needed to hire a professional. And honestly, if you can work it out, unless you're really good, like Shana's husband, he can do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
uh, but it takes time and he works. And so then your evenings and weekends are taken up with it. It's a real catch 22. I mean, we've done as much as we can do, but we can't do electrical. We right. can't put cabinets out properly without ruining walls and then put cabinets up yeah. and, you know, and countertops and lay floors and that kind of thing. So it's, it's an interesting journey. And we would really love to hear about your remodeling stories. Cause yeah. I think it's a test of the human spirit. It is. <laughs> it really is. So. Well, and the other thing too, is when you start a remodel and you end up doing it yourself, it mm-hmm. becomes your life. I mean, that becomes your every weekend, it becomes your evenings and mm-hmm. you stop going out and having fun. And uh, I never want to do a remodel again. I mean, I love <laughs> our remodel, but yeah, I'm, I am over it. It's a big commitment and investment, obviously, whether you're doing it yourself or you're paying somebody, doesn't matter. You are parting with funds and you are paying for someone's time if it's yours or someone else's. Right. There is a cost to it. That is for sure. But I I love what we've done with the house. I love how it looks. I love what we've done on the exterior, you know, with the yard and the retaining wall and that kind of thing. But, you know, if we buy another home, I would rather not buy a home that needs so much work. I guess we've we've checked that box a couple times, haven't we? We have, and and I want to buy a move-in ready house the next time we we move. Yeah, yeah. I'm not Just interested. Yeah, I'm not interested in any remodel, anything like that at all. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> Are you saying that you don't want to again? You know, I know Is I'm not being you? very clear about it. I'm kind of, you know, being wishy-washy, but. All right. Okay. What else do we have this week? I think that's it. I think we're out of time anyway. Are we? Yeah. Are we at 30 minutes? I would think so. That goes by fast. I know it does. All right, everybody. Hey, we really appreciate the fact that you listen to us. Send us a note at the Avery's podcast at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page, the Avery's podcast. And until next week, we will podcast you later. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.